moments ago, Senator from South Carolina said Donald Trump must, must help close the deal on government funding. He's putting it on the president to uh, bring people together on this. You know, I'm calling for a moratorium on anybody calling something bipartisan because Democrats and Lindsey Graham agree on it. I mean, I don't know what he's up to. You know, I, there's, there are aspects of his act that I kind of like. Sure. Um, like Rand Paul, I'm a huge admirer of Rand Paul, but he's off on an island. I mean... They're on different islands, but so, yeah, just because he agrees doesn't mean it's bipartisan. Like the DACA deal Chuck Schumer was pitching. Absolutely nobody liked that on the Republican side except old Lindsey. But anyway, I don't want to get into the politics. It bores me. I'm tired of it. A bunch of lying hypocrites. I hear you. They can all go to hell. So I promised this yesterday. I want to get to it this hour, how China's infiltrating U.S. classrooms. And uh, we'll see what else we can squeeze in on this Friday morning. Right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. You read it, right? Yeah, Yeah, of course. (laughs) And you liked it. You had fun. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the problem? You got the gist, so shut up. Oh, so Trump didn't say hole, he said house. And that's way better, after all. It only takes a little love to make house a home. Perhaps you have figured it out by now, but little girls don't stay little forever. They grow into strong women that return to destroy your world. Despotism is the enemy of the people. The free press is the despot's enemy, which makes the free press the guardian of democracy. So, you know, the, the fact that the president got, you know, 30 out of 30 on that exam, I think that, you know, there's no indication whatsoever that he has any cognitive issues. Apparently Trump's fine, but the doctor's definitely shaken. I saw everything. We're just 13 hours and 55 minutes away, ladies and gentlemen. It's the final The government will shut down. Children, come to me. Come to me. This is the end, children. Cable news. Cable news is stupid. Are you up on the latest claim by the uh, porn star about the sex between her and Donald Trump? I have a feeling I'm about to be. (laughs) I believe that the two of them got together numerous times because she thought she could get on The Apprentice. And he wanted his genitals, uh, you know, dealt with. (laughs) Right. And I'm dealt with. (laughs) Excuse me. Could you deal with my genitals, please? (laughs) I'm I'm very familiar with the uh, the celebrity golf tournament that this apparently happened at, and that definitely falls in line with with that weekend. Things you've observed, yes. That's the Tahoe celebrity golf yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've been to that too, and it's oh, yeah. Yeah. big time. And women know that a lot of really rich, powerful people are going to. And be there. because it's in Tahoe and not a bigger place like a Vegas thing, it's much more common for just kind of regular people to brush elbows with celebrities passing in bars and the casinos and like it's a, it's right. it's much fewer barriers to that. Right. Um, 
So the claim is that he had her spank him with an issue of Forbes magazine that had his face on the cover. That's, that's what the New York Post is reporting. Ah, the old, I don't have a clever name. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that that actually happened. That, that uh, kind of sounds like uh, him having Russian hookers pee on the bed where Obama slept. Or if it happened, it was because he thought that was funny. And it is. <laughs> and it is. Not as like it's actually a, a thing of his, a turn on of his. I don't believe Here's that. what I need you to do. <laughs> I need you to roll up a magazine that has my picture on it and spank me with it. Yeah, so. But she's denying that uh, she got paid off because, I'm telling you, that's part of the agreement. If she says she was, then she has to give her money back by law. Oh. Would be my guess. A so. clever ruse. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is so, it's just so grubby. Oh, it's the grubby. It's the grubbiest. Oh, yeah. But, but again, you know, back to the Monica Lewinsky thing. We had a Washington Post woman yesterday said the Monica, this was, this is worse than Monica Lewinsky. I think on almost every level, it's, it's grubbier, but better in that everybody knew exactly what was going on. Right. There are no unwilling participants or, or, or anybody thinking they were in love right. like Monica did. Nobody uh, went out and tried to assassinate anybody's character. They just bought her off. And it didn't have the, the workplace power dynamic right. that the other one had. Yeah. Right. Th- this is just plain. I'm hot and young. I want to be on your TV show. I have a TV show. Have sex with me, and I'll think about putting you on it. That's, that's the whole deal. And they both knew it from the get-go. I mean, that was the entire transaction. Yeah, that was, yeah. I don't buy that for a second. But mm. it is grubby. Oh, my God. Oh, it's the, well, you said it's the grubbiest. Baron was three months old at the time. Oh, God. Melania is at home breastfeeding her uh, new baby, and uh, the Donald allegedly Getting spanked with his own image. <laughs> Which, who, wait a minute, there are two people in that room. Who's saying that? The, these are excerpts from the Inquirer article that she didn't go, th- that, that didn't get published. I, oh, that's the way I understand That's it. right, because presumably Trump's people outbid the Inquirer yeah. and paid for her silence. Yeah. But the information still out there, whether that's true or not, I don't know. See. The details of this, I don't know if they're true or not. You know, the Inquirer's got to carve off 10% of that for themselves so they get paid. Of course, it's black. that would be blackmail, um, but that could be their side business. God, her description of he sat on the bed and he said, come here, and I thought to myself, ugh, here it goes, is just so disgusting. Well, that's, she's a prostitute. You know, and she's, oh, God, here we go. Well, this is how I make a living. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, boy. Not looking forward to this. Right. Yeah, I can understand that. Because she wanted to be on The Apprentice. Right. Grubby. I'm watching The Bachelor this uh, season because my wife's into it, and um, there, there's a lot of people willing to make those dis- those choices in their life. There's quite mm-hmm. a few of them. Yeah. I know you've always thought it's completely phony. I know women who would go on that show with the full intention of meeting their soulmate and marrying them. I've known these women. It makes me sad. I don't doubt it. I don't weird. It's super, super weird. You have convinced me of it. It's it's astonishing from my worldview. But, you know, if you are a a, a girl, a little girl, you grow up in a house where mom's a a gold digger, a climber, whatever, and she explains to you that's the way you do it, that's the way to get ahead, well, then you would think, okay, that's the way to get ahead. Um. 
on The Bachelor uh, recently. So they th- this one girl, they were went and did bumper cars because he's a race car driver. So this would be kind of a funny thing. I take all the girls bumper cars. Your belief is that he's a homosexual race car driver. He's a, he's a very uh, gay acting, if you believe in those stereotypes, mm. uh, straight man, which seems weird for this show. <laughs> but um, this one girl, she starts crying. She starts crying about some bumper car incident she'd had when she was younger. Oh, boy. Then they have some of the other girls, you know, how they do on reality shows, off, you know, a cutaway. Them <laughs> right, talking exactly. bad about them behind their back. Right. <laughs> One girl says, bumper car trauma? I guess that's a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty catty. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm guessing she didn't make it to the next show? She made it to the next show, but she got dumped last night or Monday night. Because he couldn't make it seem like it's because she cried. We're wondering. This is what I would love to know. How much choice do you get as the bachelor or the bachelorette or who's you, who you boot out? Cause some of them are so obviously like you would run from them. Right. That chick who cry every, everything they do, she's got some trauma around it and she yeah. cries. You went, you, you kick her off episode two. But sure, do, you got to show more carnival game toughness than that. <laughs> but the producers say you have to keep around that crazy. I'll let right. you choose it when you get to the end. Right. But you got to keep that crazy chick until the la, until the second of last week. Absolutely. That crazy chick. And you got to keep. I'm wondering this, and you got to keep two of the black chicks, because let's—I mean—be honest. Most likely, the white guy is not going to pick as many black women as as they do in these shows. It's just probably not going to happen. I mean, just look around you. Given the polls of that sort of thing, yeah, yeah. just look around. It's just well, if if you're the producer of a giant franchise like that, and you left it to the whim of the well, you'd be crazy. The Hanyak, who's your, <laughs> your current bachelor, you'd be. St- Stupid and crazy. No, of course it's got to be charted out. But the cra- the weirdest part of the damn show. Yeah, they probably give you a vote when they do this. When they get it down to a manageable number, and there's like eleven now or something like that, and they they all meet with him in this giant mansion the same night. They're just sitting around drinking. Everybody's drinking all the time, so they're all a little buzzed up. Oh yeah, which helps this. But he makes out with each one of them in succession on the same night. Yeah. Who could do that? And, and night after night. And who are the women that know? You just had your tongue down that, and that it's all so tonguey. They get the camera up close, and you Brr. see their tongues go. Ah, <laughs> nobody needs that. No, you really don't. Fun to do, not fun to watch. But just one after the other. Who can do? Who? How can? Can you look into <laughs> a can, woman's can, eyes? <laughs> can you look into a woman's eyes? Say we really have something special here. Go ah with your tongues, and then do it to someone else ten minutes later. Then someone else, and do that for a couple hours. Who could do that for hours? I will pull your goddamn tongue out with a roach. Oh, wow, wow. It's more aggressive. Hey, technique. Elvis, Elvis, <laughs> all the girls are gonna leave the show if you keep that up. Um, no, that would be gross and weird. God, one girl started crying last night, and her makeup's running, and she's all sweaty. And he, you can see the look on his face that he's decided no. And he's eating. He just decides, I'm going to eat while you're talking. She's telling her sad sack story about her parents or why she's crying. And he's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just eating. <laughs> oh, that's great. And he's got that look on his face. Okay, okay, we're done now. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, producers. After yeah. this one, I can. Yeah. This one, I can finally yeah. get rid of. Okay. okay. I kept around long enough for ratings. Good. Jeez. What's going on there? <laughs> Remember, we once saw uh, some uh, stats that Bachelor and Bachelorette have the highest, the most affluent audiences of any hit TV shows. Hmm. For some reason. Makes you stop and think, huh? It does. It certainly does. So the Chinese are infiltrating our classroom with our cash-hungry universities supporting the move. Communist propaganda on campus again. Have them 
Encouraged by American institutions. Awesome. Uneffing believable. And the government shutdown. How close are we? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Besides watching sleepy-eyed Chuck Todd on NBC talk Low about the... Low energy, totally overrated. Talking about the looming shutdown, ladies and gentlemen, we now have just 11 hours and 37 minutes till the government shuts down. 11 hours and 37 minutes and the federal government shuts down. So kiss your loved ones. But uh, sleepy-eyed Chuck Todd was saying, at this point, it's clear that they're going to do something on DACA, so it's just a matter of negotiating how many days do we need to sign off on to pay for so we can get this negotiation done. Right. That's clearly what we're down to. Right. So we need a few more days to figure out the DACA thing, exactly how it's going to be worded or done. But we all agree it's gonna. We're gonna do it. Nobody's saying right. we're not. Everybody agrees. Yeah. So, so what are we doing? Why don't we just decide? Okay, let's let's fund till Wednesday, and then we'll figure it out. And then this all ends, like right now, which, yeah, which is probably what will happen at some point today. Putting aside the whole continuing resolutions thing is no way to run a country. But uh, no, right. well, absolutely not. Well, yeah, and and look, uh, the whole DACA thing is a negotiating tactic. You're tying it to the budget bill because we got to pass a budget, and you're saying we won't unless you come around on this. Yeah. Everybody can see what's happening. Now, if everybody understands it or not in America, I don't know, but you're, you're hoping it's, the other it's side, the world's smallest problem. You're hoping the other side blinks, right? Yeah. And uh, hey, is this a joke you made or is this true? No, that's true. Okay, because it was a joke. I was going to pass just because it's funny, but I thought we don't need more stripper talk. Right. But since it's true, it's news. I'll pass uh, it along. I will say it is true according to TMZ. I so believe it's true. Yeah. Stormy Daniels is currently touring strip clubs on the Make America Horny Again circuit. That's amusing. <laughs> I, I can tell you're amused, but so well, I can't. The amusement just doesn't. It, it's not strong enough to break through the grubby. So she'll make more. She got paid one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to not tell this story before the election. She'll make more than that on this tour, probably. Mm. Of course, she has to go around from town to town and let. Desperate old guys, you know, feel her up for mm. lap dances, etc. Yeah, good work um, if you can get it. Do you suppose she'll make ter- or make a reference to midterm erections while uh, certainly performing these uh, so-called lap dances? Certainly hope not. Hmm. Speaking of dying, whatever, Republics, whatever. You know, we uh, mentioned this earlier during the show, during a mailbag. Where, you know, you can email us. I don't say that nearly enough. That was one of my New Year's resolutions. Not going very well. You can email us, Armstrong and Getty at yahoo.com. Armstrong and Getty at yahoo.com. Spell it out. Or you can text us anytime, 415 295 KFTC. Maybe you don't want to right now, uh, but you will at some point and we'll be in your contacts. 415 295 KFTC. But uh, somebody sent us this. It's a it's a series of pictures. They're captioned, but the pictures are the Marines raising the flag at Iwo Jima, a guy fixing his car or building a car. Um, then there's a rally of snowflakey types saying, not my president. And then there's a slum. And the caption is, hard times create strong people. Strong people create good times. Good times create weak people. Weak people create hard times. 
such as the cycle of civilization. I don't, you know, it used to bother me more than it does now. Um, I think it's just a reality. Yeah. Just think it's one of those, like, it's like gravity. Yeah. What, are you going to be mad at gravity? I think you can minimize the damage, so it's worth, you know, trying to stand up for principle and, and, you know, save souls when you can and all. But, yeah, we're an affluent society. We're obsessed with our feelings. We're not minding the store. And, uh, you know, for instance, we're, we're spending beyond our means by trillions of dollars and saddling our children with the debt uh, and the interest, which is an obscenity. I mentioned earlier, we spend twice as much on, um, on interest on the debt as we do on veterans' benefits, which is effing inexcusable. But you also get this. China runs these Confucius Institutes, Chinese government-funded educational institutions that teach, and this ought to be in quotes, but teach Chinese language, culture, and history. The Confucius Institute would, quote, help students be better equipped to succeed in an increasingly globalized world, says Nancy Guterres, University of North Carolina at Charlotte's Dean of College Liberal Arts and Sciences, blah, blah, blah. And it would, quote, broaden the university's outreach and support for language instruction and cultural opportunities in the Charlotte community. All of which is true. These Confucius Institutes give you a bunch of teachers a buttload of money and a continuing commitment to give you a bunch of money to fund them, and then they teach all sorts of China stuff for your university. China! Any decent university these days has a branch of the political science department, econ department that deals with Asia. The problem is that it is an active propaganda wing of the communist government. That, among other things, wants the downfall of our system. In a 2011 speech by a standing member of the Politburo in Beijing, he said, quote, The Confucius Institute is an appealing brand for expanding our culture abroad. It has made an important contribution toward improving our soft power. The Confucius brand has a natural attractiveness. Using the excuse of teaching Chinese language, everything looks reasonable and logical. And it looks like that uh, gentleman, whose name is Lee, was right to exalt more than a decade after they were created. Confucius Institutes have sprouted in more than 100 colleges in the United States and more than 500 worldwide. Even though the Chinese government is open about the fact that, oh yeah, they're to spread propaganda. Wow. It's amazing. And while you're learning about China at the Confucius Institute, I don't suppose you get into the whole totalitarian state oh, one, no, no, no. 100% uh, what do they call that observation from the government right. torture and imprisonment of dissidents you're not allowed to talk about Tiananmen Square you're not about allowed to talk about human rights at all you're not allowed to point out any flaws of the communist system you can't talk about Tibet you can't talk about anything that the communist politburo doesn't want talked about But because they give these universities money, they lap it up like hungry dogs and let communists preach propaganda to the kids. That's pretty amazing. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Time is running out. We're moving closer to a government shutdown. California Senator Dianne Feinstein issues a dire warning. Yeah, I heard about this. kind of odd. Yeah, coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, we're just 11 hours and 31 minutes away from a government shutdown. Oh, God, and help us all. I'm trying to shield my kids from it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. things for you before we get to government shutdown talk. Uh-oh. One, do you do the, like, listening to music on various streaming services? 
Well, there have been a number of holdouts. Remember, like right. uh, Taylor Swift held out, Garth Brooks held out, Bob Seger went on recently. Got Prince, an- Prince was a big one. Yeah, got yeah. another big act that, as of today, is available on your streaming service. I'll hit you with that in just a couple minutes. You're going to be very excited. It's going to make your Friday. Oh, what a party tonight. Wow. Um, and then I came across, this was going around social media yesterday. I don't even know what it is. It's a picture. It's a girl on a llama holding asparagus in one hand and cheese its in the other. Hmm. And the caption is, she's a good girl, loves her llama, loves cheese its and asparagus too. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Tom Petty in the sky. I don't know what that's supposed to accomplish. But it's, <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Uh, important update. The White House is gearing up for a potential government shutdown in how long, Jack? 11 hours and 24 minutes. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, my oh, God. People no. went into the, the streets. Super Bowl. It's The government runs out of money, and a short-term spending extension is stalled in the Senate. In a briefing today, the White House Budget uh, Chief Mick Mulvaney said President Trump is actively working to get a deal to avert a shutdown. Trump scrapping his plans to go to his Florida resort today as the threat of the government shutdown looms ever closer. The government shutdown, please. After the House. Are you allowed to say that? Somebody check. After the House passed a four-week government-wide spending bill, Senate Democrats vowed a filibuster unless there's a deal to protect certain young immigrants, the DACA dreamers. Mark Shirt, the Director of Legislative Affairs, said he doesn't understand the Democrats' opposition to the short-term spending plan, and he went after one of California senators flip-flopping. Last night, I'm sure many of you know, uh, y'all uh, asked Senator Feinstein her position, and she said... If the government shutdowns, people will die. What? And as a follow-up question, how is she going to vote? She said she hasn't decided yet. <laughs> people are going to die. I don't know how I'm going to vote on this. So here we are. I think the reality is that this is not about policy. It's about politics. Trump picking up on this tweeting just a few minutes ago. Shutting down the government is a very serious thing. People die. Accidents happen. I don't know how I would vote right now on a CR. Okay. Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democratic California. Oh, How boy. many people have died from government shutdowns in our history? Oh, anybody you did, I want somebody hauled up and answers for it, answer for it. Because it's wildly unnecessary. How would it happen? I don't know. And one last time, Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi's colorful look at the budget plan. This is a this is like giving you a um bowl of doggy do, put a cherry what? on top and call it a chocolate sundae. Oh. <laughs> well, if you call it a vanilla sundae, nobody's going to believe it. God, a you, turd sandwich. You old hag. Go away. All of you. Hey, Defense Secretary James Mattis is weighing in, too, on all this. He said the U.S. military is losing its competitive edge. He was talking in D.C. today, saying the competitive edge of the military eroding due to budgetary restrictions and continuous war. He oh, said man, we got a great email about that from an active duty service member. I ought to hit you with. Thanks, Marsh. Go ahead. Yeah, he said it's difficult to run the Defense Department through a series of temporary spending plans that have to be approved by Congress. So he is weighing in on all of this. God dang it, there's something we're not paying enough attention to. By the way, 
living on the West Coast, take a look out at the ocean. High surf warnings for the California coast right now. Beaches between Monterey and Sonoma seeing waves up to 30 feet high. God dang it, a wave 30 feet high. And that's not all. The Mavericks in Half Moon Bay, waves coming in at 55 to 60 feet. You stand at top of a 60-foot wave and can go down that on a surfboat? Man, I would, uh, I'd fill my ice cream sundae cup. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> sure that. Hey, they got a new blood test out that can detect early signs of eight types of cancer. Yeah, I heard about this. It's, it's unbelievable. Researchers at John Hopkins say the non-invasive test can detect signs of cancer long before any symptoms develop. The test is called Cancer Seek, and it screens all at once for cancers of the ovary, liver, stomach, pancreas, throat, colon, lung, and breast. Well, and several of those are the ones that kill you almost always, and, and because uh, you can't, you don't find out you right. have them until so late. And Marshall, you probably know this. Several of them don't have screening tests at all. Yet. Right, right. So this right. is an enormous breakthrough. When, how soon can I take it? They say they're still working on it, but it, oh, it, hurry up. it won't be that. It won't be that far off. And I want to tell you, if you're dealing with an older, slower iPhone, you'll be glad to know it doesn't have to get slower after the next iOS update due in February. Oh, really? Apple CEO Tim Cook says with the update, iPhone users will get the option to disable the company's deliberate slowdown of older devices. The Cupertino death ray, which we had told you was real for years, and they finally admitted it. Ed Cook added, though, he doesn't really recommend disabling the feature, but you will be allowed to go ahead and do it. So he doesn't think we should do it because then certain apps or things won't be work properly? Well, yeah, because well, you'll ha- you could, you can you'll have, run could have your a- battery like yeah. crazy. Yeah, you could uh, have a surprise shutdown yeah. of your phone. Gotcha. Boosh. Anyway, uh, Apple is selling uh, fresh batteries now for a reduced cost of $29. Go to your Genius store and ask about it. If you can get an appointment and have Uh the time, that would work. It may be a little while. It may have to wait a while. No, but anyway. I had to make an appointment a week in advance. Yep. It's really? Sunday next week. I don't remember which one. But it is 29 bucks, right? I don't know. Oh. All right. Well, that's your news. I'm Marshall you know, Phillips. Here. Go ahead. Sorry. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Positive, Sean. You saying Bush reminded me of a cherished... Uh, Childhood memory. I was playing flag football. Gladys, it's, we haven't asked you to play for quite some time. Gladys, our harpist in the corner, she's, uh, what is she now? She's old as Bob Dole. World War One vet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, here I am. I'm probably nine years old. I'm playing flag football, and I, I can't remember my coaches' names, but I can picture their faces. But we, um, we were running this play, and I, I wanted to make sure I understood it. And I said, so it's the play where, where, like, I go there and then I go, tush, that way. And the guy kind of chuckles. And I said something about the tush play. And that we should, and he said, don't call it tush play. <laughs> and I, I said, why not? Would you like to engage and in tush play? Because he says, well, tush, it just, it, it means something. And I said, what does it mean? And he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> so I'm scratching my head. I finished practice. I went home. And it's funny how that stuck in my mind. My football coach trying not to crack up because I wanted to call the play tush play. Let's do, let's do some tush play, coach. By the way, I've got an important shot. Down update, Jack. Okay. I'll bet you don't. How much? <laughs> how much time do we have left? Uh, Eleven hours and it's seventeen minutes.
Donald Trump has just phoned Senate Democratic leader Schumer to invite him to the White House to try and reach a deal to avert the shutdown. There you go. The they, Schumer shutdown. They, they, Schumer actually, shutdown. they actually go way back and are yeah. pretty friendly, you yeah. know, despite the way they have to act in front of all of us. So you're going to have a hell of a party at your house tonight because you're going to be jamming this music now that they've oh, signed yeah. up to all the streaming music for services. Ladies and gentlemen, you now can access the entire catalog of Def Leppard. Oh! Yes. All right. Finally. It's so hard to hear their songs on classic rock radio. My favorite musical joke of all time. What has seven arms and sucks? <laughs> now, now. Not a commentary on their music, only just a funny a joke. joke perspective. That is a perfect joke. This is a funny joke, huh? Pour some sugar on me. Available now. Screaming, blasting out your car window. Finally. <laughs> Uh, the petering out process coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi, I'm jamming some Def Leppard later today, no doubt about it. My kids have not ever been exposed to the great Def Leppard. They'll be confused by the name initially. Government shutdown now, 11 hours, 10 minutes from now. Uh, The the news that Schumer's going over to Trump's office, they're going to work something out. Some sort of, uh, okay, we'll fund it for a week or whatever, and that'll be the end of that. You think? We had all the fun. Super. And hopefully we won't get sucked in again next time. Meanwhile, none of the real problems get solved. No, you know, no I hate no, no, to be a downer on a Friday. But, nothing uh, will be solved. Certainly no. nothing of significance. Nope. Nope. In fact, there's almost no chance of that. Uh, here's a note from Al Anonymous. Listening to uh, your guest talking about the situation in Afghanistan it was a couple of days ago, my clients. Just wanted to say that being in the military, there is way too much bureaucracy. You guys mentioned that we were projecting power over North Korea. We were supposed to have two bombers, but could only get one in the air. Uh, And when I heard that, I can completely relate, and it's very sad. On my current ship, we deal with this. Something as simple as replacing a broken stud on a cover for the ship's engines, which would take a few minutes, can take months to process the simple paperwork. Wow. There's a system that you put jobs in to be read by another system and approved by another. Anything major takes command approval, could take longer. We're supposed to be oper- in operation, but it's because of bureaucrat- bureaucrats and red tape. We have to jump through hoops to replace simple things like a bolt. Well, yeah. we've we've worked for big companies before where, and this is not an exaggeration, if a, if a, if a light bulb burned out, you were supposed to file some sort of report that goes to some corporate office on the other side of the country and then Mm -hmm. gets approved. And and then sometimes people would violate this and just go over to the closet where they keep the light bulbs and bring one over and put it in the socket. Right. And you were in in trouble. You were in violation of the way you're supposed to do it. Got to help you if there was a union involved. And in the military, you can't be uh, you can't be messing around with what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, dang it, dang it, dang it. It's frustrating. Yeah, and and listen, is you know, Jack and I, as a lot of people know, we're we're both you know from in military families. But not only that, but you know, if you love the country and you understand that we have to have a strong military, maybe you don't like the way it's being used by one administration or another. Whatever, I'm not talking about that. But you can't have a situation where you're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on your military 
and the planes can't actually fly, and the ships can't actually sail, and the guys can't actually protect themselves because all the money's going to a bureaucracy, and the actual fighting machine is being hollowed out, and nobody cares, and nobody's doing anything about it. It's it's absolutely horrific. The stories of of Bob Gates trying desperately to get the MRAPs, the vehicles, to protect our guys in Iraq, and he couldn't get it done as the Secretary of Defense because he couldn't get through the red tape. Uh, meanwhile, we're spending $100 million on some plane nobody wants because the congressman has the plant in his district. It's just, it's awful. But you know what? You don't want to hear about this. You just want to watch your conference championship games and watch your bachelor shows. Conference championships game this weekend? Oh, I love conference championship weekend. Now, I'm boycotting the NFL, but I might take a quick peek. Um, Tom Brady's playing. I've heard of him. Back when I used to follow the NFL. The NFL is really hoping to not have a Jacksonville-Minnesota Super Bowl. I'm rooting for the Vikings. They need a Super Bowl championship. Having lost four. Yeah, Tom Brady. See how the ratings are this weekend. They were down uh, almost double digits last weekend. You got your Eagles, huh? Yes. You got your Eagles playing your, uh, what do you call it? Your Vikings. Your Vikings. And you got your Patriots playing your Jaguars. Mm Mm-hmm. The upstart Jaguars. They're an underdog, Jack. Fantastic. And they're a cat, yet they're an underdog. Yeah. Cat similar to the Deaf Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> but with more acute hearing, <laughs> among other differences. Do you have any latest on the shutdown since we're about to get out of here that Schumer's going over to the White House to talk? All right. The word is Trump has invited uh, Schumer to come over and try to avoid the shutdown. And now we just got word Schumer has accepted. He's heading over to the White House. They're going to sit down and try mano a mano to work out a deal. So we will see. So they would just have to come up with something that Schumer would say, yeah, I can get 10 Democrats to go along with that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of these, it's a shame, but one of these uh, examples of you do have to, like, do this behind closed doors because they're both going to take off their stupid, stupid partisan uniforms. And Trump's going to say, all right, what do you really need? And Schumer's going to say, well, I could use this. It's safe face, blah, blah, blah. The the base needs blah, blah, blah. And they'll either work something out or they won't because Schumer, in particular, he's decided, no, no, the government shutdown. People always blame the Republicans. This will help us in the midterms. The, the question of, like, the budget or the, or the DACA kids or any of that won't even come up because it has nothing to do with this. Prior. Mm. Hey, guys going to do your, uh, your final thoughts now? Hmm? Give uh, one last little amusing one-liner quip. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Maybe even a valuable life lesson discerned from the news stories of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys go ahead and do that now. That's well written. That's uh, yeah. That's what we do. Here's your host, Joe Getty, and delivered. That's a really good stew. Mm-hmm. If Seth MacFarlane ever steps in front of a like a Hollywood tour bus or something, hire that guy up. Can he do Brian though? Final thought, Michelangelo, final thought. Hopefully there's no government shutdown as the government will begin the slow process of draining all local creeks and streams. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. The federally managed waterways. Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, I saw the Phantom Thread last night. I don't know if I like it or not. If you see it, let me know how you thought about it. But it is certainly the best movie with the word Phantom in the title, easily edging out the Phantom Menace and the Billy Zane classic, The Phantom. Wow. Uh, let's see. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Well, I went out yesterday and got me a... Hambone, hambone, what do you say? Gonna make another run at making homemade pea soup this weekend. Last time I tried, you recall, I injured myself, pulled a hamstring while mopping up the mess created by a kitchen catastrophe. Let's hope it goes smoother this time. Cooking might be too dangerous for you. 
Jack, your final thought? Speaking of food, my kids are excited about trying again the all-you-can-eat pancakes, the International House of Pancakes, because none of us made it past the first plate. We want to, like, skip breakfast tomorrow and try to go around lunchtime. See if, I, see if I can get deep into that second plate of pancakes. Call Joey Chestnut. See if he has any tips for you. Really make stomach. an impression on those people. <laughs> uh, speaking of youngsters, my final thought. My sweet, beautiful uh, daughter, Little D, back to college now. She was uh, kind of upset, kind of tearf- tearful, leaving mom and dad and her dog and her friends and all. But going back to her boyfriend and her college friends and her underwater hockey and her partying and the rest of it, I think she'll be fine right about now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, if you're not if you're not sad about leaving your family, that's too bad. Yeah, it is. It's too bad. That's what I tried to tell her. But, you know. <sighs> Time. Sunrise, sunset. Mm. Huh? Don't play me that song. It'll make me cry. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Drop us a line, would you? If there's something we ought to be talking about, you know something about what we are talking about, you have an opinion, lay it on us. There's a possibility, of course, the government shuts down, and we're still doing this on Monday morning, and that's going to be a big story. I'm thinking it gets settled here in the next hour or so. Oh, to hell with all of them. Do whatever they want. I'm not paying attention. You go ahead. Oh, I could ignore this completely, and it would have no effect on my life. Right? Zero. Right. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.